Hey everyone, welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Selena. And we are the authors and voices behind Fierce Marriage, the blog, the book, and of course, this podcast. podcast. Nice. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Hey, so we, we're going to, we're going to discuss, uh, the idea of keeping score today. Uh, I think a lot of times in our marriages, and I know and sometimes in our marriage, when we're in our least healthy mm-hmm. places, it's mm-hmm. usually because you and I are somehow keeping score. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, always winning. I'm always, <laughs> yeah. we're not competitive either. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, and so we're talking about kind of some of the pitfalls of that. Why do we tend to do that and how can we um, fight against it in mm-hmm. a way that's sustainable? We also have a question about uh, how to connect uh, with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a gal who with, wrote with in. short time together. When you have yeah. very little time together. This applies to many scenarios and we'll get into that, but um, how to quickly connect on meaningful things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll answer that question from you. But uh, at any rate, thank you so much for listening and uh, we will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Right, so before we dive into the full-on discussion, did we want to do any uh, highs and lows? Highs and lows. Yeah. Yeah. We just got back. We just got back from an awesome oh, is this your high? camping trip. <laughs> yeah. I'm just jumping right in. Jump right in. We went on. A, so we're recording this the week after Father's Day, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's uh, we just got back from a. One of my favorite places mm-hmm. and where we live, it's just south of Mount Rainier. It's a campground called Lewiswis, mm-hmm. of all places. People always giggle when I tell them that, that name. That's funny. But there's this beautiful blue-green river that flows through. It's icy cold, and there's all kinds of cliff jumping and all that kind of stuff. And we, But the best part is we had to spend it with some of our favorite people, mm-hmm. our friends Jeff and Elise and their wonderful babies, who they get along with our babies mm-hmm. really well, and they all played. And we got a campground, a campsite next to the river. Yeah, it was there's a little sandbar awesome. right there. It was awesome. Always go camping with friends whose kids your kids get along with. It's just a well, we've camped together. Just, a bonus. We've camped just our family, just the four of us. Yeah, and it. I it's love not, you, but it can get pretty. It's not like, bad. It's just when you know. You're pretty much just keeping kids from dying and like whining. <laughs> That's like <laughs> when you're, but if they have friends to play with, yeah. then they can actually have fun. Yes. We yes. love having fun with them. We're not trying to just palm them off. No, but, no. But we do, but it's, it's gets taxing when you're trying, when like you're out of your element, you're in the woods, <laughs> you, you're like dirty and tired and, and either I mean, hot or cold, probably. or hot or cold. <laughs> it's, it's like, why great, are we here? Though. No, I But mean, when you're out with friends, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just added more fuller. Do you have a low? Uh, not yet. Do you have okay. a high? <laughs> well, this is going to be coming out on my birthday. So oh, yeah. That's a high for me. Happy birthday. I got plans for you. I'm excited. So at when this podcast releases, we're going to be headed out on this on these plans, which I already told you what they were. Told me a little bit, yeah. I'm excited. We're well, going to go. We're going to rent a kayak, and we're going to go kayak like. Um, Puget Sound a little bit. Yep. Sounds go get big. some food. <laughs> It's just like, it's like on the water. Actually, a bit. it's going to be a long trip. Yeah. It'll be like three miles one way. Where are we starting? We're starting at uh, well, oh, it's, oh okay. we're starting three miles away from where we're ending. <laughs> okay. Um, no, that'll be really. And they want to paddle back. It, it'll take like a couple hours. That's great. So. Sounds good to me. So, and I don't, you know, I, uh, I think our two-year-old, almost two-year-old, is getting some of those molars. So she's been a little restless, a little not sleeping, and a little extra whiny. But she got lots of sleep last night. So. 
Yes, that is my low, but it's a good low. It's a good low to have a little two-year-old. Yeah. She's so funny. So funny. I love her. I think, I, I think my low for, it's more like kind of this low-grade frustration that I've had over the past, I don't know, probably two, three weeks, and you know about it. It's just... Okay, I was like, uh-oh. You know, because we're self-employed, there's always this like, yeah. can we cover our our financial needs? <laughs> right. Like, we're not on the end of business where it's like just going gangbusters. Yeah. There are those months where it feels that way. But, you know, we sell, you guys know this, we sell the books that we have mm-hmm. and we rely on our readers to actually read that stuff and to invest in their marriage. And then we, you know, that's why we keep providing resources. Mm-hmm. And so I've just... Um, God is doing a great job of prying my fingers <laughs> off of it and prying my fingers off of control because it's just really hard to control it's a hard, if people are going to actually care about the stuff that we right. write and, and say. It's, it's a hard balance, I think, or a hard line to draw clearly of being a good steward and taking care of what God's given you, but also right. kind of how do you remain in a place of need? And then, yeah, when are you controlling and trying yeah. to like cause growth, um, maybe in areas that you're not supposed to. And that's, where's God's area? Kind of so thing. in a weird way, it, it, it's good. It's not really a low because in the past it's been a lot more right. and you, you can testify right. to this. It would, it would mess with me a lot yeah. more if I feel like, yep. you know, I can't provide for my family right. or we can't. And we, this time it's like, no God, I'm trusting right. you. That's what trust is. I'm trusting right. that it's your thing. You've. You've clothed the, the right. lilies of the field right. and all this. And, and nothing's just out of control. Like, He's birds not just are never like, like wondering where they're going to live and what right. they're going to eat. And God's not like, oh, I forgot to release payment to Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> to <the red> <laughs> like, yeah. It's just it's like, okay, okay. God is, he's in control. He knows the storms, yeah. you know, he so, causes them. And, and thank God for community. Because yes. I have some, we have in our community group, we have good guys that are um, very grounded in God and mm-hmm. God's word. Yeah. And they're able to, and they're also kind of, we're co-traveling because yeah. at least two of the guys are business owners. Yeah. And so we all kind of have the same, we all know what it's like. You're familiar and so with they're the, the ones that are pointing yeah. me to Jesus. Yes. And Selena can do that, but it's hard to always hear. But these guys. I don't know why you don't hear me. I, I do hear you. I you hear actually, you. you know how to get in there. I don't know why. There. You know how to get in there <laughs> and minister to my heart. Oh, good. <laughs> good. It's not my fault if your heart's hard. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. Uh, old hard heart oh, over here. Old hard heart over here. <laughs> All right. So, so that was a nice segment about highs and lows. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of keeping score, <laughs> <laughs> that's one for me. <laughs> no, it just depends on yeah. how you keep score, right? What is it? Is it like yeah. minus a few points if you're failing at something? <laughs> yeah, I don't we'll know. Jump into I don't this. keep score, so <laughs> you tell me how you keep score. <laughs> So, I mean, jumping into our conversation today, our little discussion about keeping score, um, this it kind of came about from, you know, the last few podcasts we've talked about, No Regrets, um, which has forced us to biblically, like, define love and what it means to love mm. someone. Um, and through going through that exercise and talking to a friend who, um, I think wives can relate, their, this uh, friend of mine, her husband's struggling, uh, well, the workplace is not a great workplace, work environment. He's stressed because he's got some external yes. factors pressing in on him yes, that yes. he did not expect. Yes, right? very yeah. unexpected. And so um, we were, her and I, I think it was in our small group, we were having a conversation and um, just how she felt like kind of this like sweet resignation of like, I think I just need to be this for my husband right now. I think I need to just 
be parent, gener- parent the kids, yeah. be generous with my, my heart and my time and my energy yep. and counsel my husband and love him and allow him to get enough sleep. Cause I know like yeah. not many of us function well in sleep. And so it was just kind of a, a conglomeration of the podcast and defining love, this conversation with a friend that I was like, man, right. You and I were talking last week about how, how can we truly like love each other if we're keeping score and you and i Hmm. we yeah we don't like we're not seriously like okay one for you two for you but the way we act and function towards each other exactly very much communicates that like okay i've been doing all these things and you have not (laughs) right or i don't feel like you have or i feel like you should have done these always creates that always makes the other person feel defensive i know i feel defensive and i'm like whoa hold on a sec here's how i've been keeping (laughs) score and listen to this (laughs) bring out the big guns and then if you feel like you're losing the battle that's when you bring out the yeah you're just like your mother (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just keeps going lower and lower and lower. You just keep, yeah, it just keeps getting dirtier and get, dirtier. The jabs get harder and yep. But the opposite is true as well, where if you're talking about um, your friend and how uh, she chose, she kind of felt God saying, you know what, you just need to like be giving. You need to give and, and give without record right? and be generous. So generosity in marriage always begets more mm-hmm. generosity. Now, I say always, maybe not always, because obviously it takes two. Right, right. right? And love begets love, mm-hmm. but you know, long if someone experiences um, that true sort of love long enough, th- that's how I think God will use that as a means to soften their heart and begin to get at them if if they are hardened toward it. And that's an extreme case, yeah, but no. in cases where you just are you're stressed and it's kind of the day to day, like whenever you're generous toward me, and I'll so here's an example from our lives. Is oh I'll boy. be. Yeah. I don't know where he's going. Well, <laughs> I'll come down and I'll just be kind of you know irritated because of something, or I've just I've been inside all day and it's sunny and I'm just mad because I've had to work and and you've been out playing with the kids. Obviously, that's not easy. And, <laughs> but but my heart gets kind of in knots over it. And I'll come down yeah. and I'll just be in a bad mood. Right. And I know I can't really hold it against you because it's like that's just life. Right. But when you will will kind of gloss over my my bad mood and you, and I know that you notice when I'm not totally yeah. tactful with my words, yeah. I'm not thoughtful with them. I'm not loving with my actions right away. And I can tell, and you just kind of look at me and just, you're just generous toward me. That diffuses my frustration. And I, and I, I, I want to stop. Yeah. I, I want to be generous towards you. Yeah. And, I, and then a lot of times I'll say, Hey, thanks. I know I've been a jerk, but you've been yeah. really sweet to me yeah. and that means a lot. So here we and, go. And, and I think that's rest- restart. Yeah. And I think that's important to recognize because we are, of course we have a caveat of, this, does this, you know, we're not saying let your spouse walk all over you because that, that's not loving course, well. Yeah. That's not loving each other well. It's not just like, you know, okay, well, whatever you say, I'm just not going to keep scoring. I'm going to keep loving you like that. I'm going to keep serving you or whatever. That's, that's not, hmm. um, I don't think what God is calling us to do um, in these two passages of scripture that we're going to look into, which are 1 Corinthians 13, of course, and then Philippians 2, we're going to look at Jesus' example of selflessness and humility but um so how do we fight this belief right this attitude <laughs> how do we how do we combat like keeping score um and if we look at these two scriptures the first first corinthians 13 that first passage like defines love mm. and then the second one in philippians 2 provides us again with the person an example mm, of yeah of love from the one who he had, Jesus had all the qualifications in the world to keep score. Right. And I love how the, the, the first Corinthians kind of is like something that lays over the top of us, right? Like this yes. is what it, it's imposed on us. This right. is what love is. And then the Philippians passage that we're going to read mm-hmm. is like a, okay, here's how your heart should be oriented in light mm-hmm. of that love mm-hmm. in light of what love actually is in, 
in both the definition of love, but also the person of love who is in is Jesus Christ, right? The, Absolutely. The, the love is personified in Christ, I right. should say. Right, right. So why yeah. don't you read that Corinthians passage? Um, yep, First Corinthians thirteen four through 8. Um, just A, that first verse in there. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. Ooh, whammy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not irritable or resentful. Oh, Amy is not in the ESV version. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Ryan Frederick version. Anyway. Uh, it does not. Okay, I'll, it does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. Oh, adjust the mic. Uh, adjust the mic. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> ran into it. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and love never ends. <clears throat> that's intense it is intense so i think it really like one it it paints the picture of you know w- what love is how to love and what it what love is not so again our caveat of it, love is not just arrogant and rude and self-serving right and so which sounds i mean that's not like a big revelation right anybody who's who's talking about no, love is not going to say like i, I love think, you so i'm going to be no, selfish but i think i'm thinking of the marriages and the wives maybe who are not being emotionally loved maybe who are being not right. treated well um and then they're hearing this podcast of you know love anyways and do this and yes you know we are called to love each other selflessly but that doesn't you have to recognize that love right. what love is and what love isn't and so much of that ability Versus we'll get, enable, we'll get to enabling, this like but the ability to say like i should i, I mean because we have a desire to be loved right right and so if we require our, our spouses to love us in a certain way and they don't, mm-hmm. that's keeping score. Mm-hmm. And so like our own humanity and our spouse's humanity will compel us to keep score. I mean, this first ver the first verse of this passage uh, is love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. Essentially envy and boast boasting are, are aspects of keeping score, right? Mm-hmm. When you say like you have this and I don't have this, or I mm-hmm. have, I've done this and you haven't done this and right. you're boasting in that. Right. When whether or not you're actually saying that or just feeling it right. and letting it be, a, you know, how you, you have feelings that are underlying. That you don't right. always know what they are right. and they just they're there. You don't put them to words. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and so but but so it, but it's not wrong for a wife or a husband to say, I don't feel loved. Right. I want to feel loved. Right. That's not wrong for them to say that. Right. The difference is envying or boasting in some way in that or being arrogant or rude because of. The Those, lack of love yeah. you're feeling. And that's what Paul is saying I think here. That's is that huge. That's, that's a distortion. <clears throat> that's not actually love, I think is what he's saying. That's is huge. You're not actually loving them in that moment. You're loving yourself. Right. By requiring them to love you in a certain way. Right, right. Now, what to do if we don't right. feel loved? And right. I think that's where the Philippians passage really comes in. Mm-hmm. It's a long one, so so bear with us, friends. But it's but worth it. It's God's totally word worth is it. so good. And, I, and we read it last night in our, in our community group, mm-hmm. and I got to read it then, so it's I'm going to read it again now. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you read God's word. So uh, this is, again, we're looking to Jesus as the example of selflessness and humility. Mm -hmm. And he will, as you'll see, he is the source of our love that we need Mm -hmm. and the source for us to love selflessly. So this is Philippians Philippians 2, verses 1 through 8. And uh, friends, I I, I really encourage you to find this, print it out, and put it close by. Mm -hmm. Maybe spend the next few weeks just meditating on this. Memorizing it. We've been trying to memorize and structure more. Uh, I have. I have have. been. (laughs) Score one for me. (laughs) Working on it here. (laughs) Okay, so starting... I just know so much of the Bible already. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're so spiritual. (laughs) I'm so inspired by you all the time. I'm glad I can inspire you. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. 
All right, verse one. So if there if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but mm-hmm. in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Oh, whammy. Another one. <laughs> I have not seen this in the ESV. <laughs> uh, let each of you look... Not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. That's Mm. huge. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So good. So good. We That's what we talk about here at Fierce Marriage of just <laughs> like being emptied out and loving because Christ loved us. And like he is the example. He's the full example of love and sacrifice and selflessness and right. humility. If anyone in the entire history of the world had the opportunity to lord their own like, yes. righteousness over yes. us, it was Jesus it was Christ. Jesus and he didn't. But he did not. Not even an ounce. No not, sin. Like right. nothing. He went instead... He was found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming mm-hmm. obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Yeah, there's so much to pull out of these verses, of course. Um, but having ha- verse five that says, have this mind. Okay, so verse four, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ mm. Jesus. Yeah. So this is coming from a standpoint that we, you know, we are believers. We are seeking after God. We're saying, God, sanctify me, which is not an easy mm. thing to say. Cause that means fire's coming. <laughs> um, but because of Jesus, because of our belief and our, our walk with him and our involvement with the body of Christ, we can have this mind of we're, we're free to think of others. I think that's, we tend to mm. just, we yeah. talked about this last night at our, our group of just being very, um, not meaning to, but I think our culture is just very narcissistic. We're very concerned about ourselves. Well, I think we mean to. Okay. In well, a lot of ways. Okay. But, I'm trying to be but nice. we also are yes. it's subtle as well. Yeah. yeah. And so to think of others is not the norm in the world that we live in today. Well, we think of others all, with, with, a, with, with a selfish. It's like fruit of the poison tree, right? Sure. So like yep. we have the selfish ambition. Meaning, and one of the guy, things that we broke out as guys and gals for about 20 minutes mm-hmm. and the guys we were talking about, like, Hey, is it not really loving? It's not really loving our wives if we're loving them to get something. Right. Right. I think the clearest example of this is like when, you know, when you want to have some mommy, daddy time, some <laughs> sexy time <laughs> and you <laughs> I just said that <laughs> when you want to have that time yeah, and as a, as a husband, you, you start like kind of like laying it on thick, like, oh, you look great today. Yeah. And like in the morning or like, I love you so much. And hey, wives I, are not, let me just, let's, let's buy dinner. I'll, I'll get yeah. dinner. I'll and bring wives it home. are very like, and it just, that's their selfish. radars go up. <laughs> right. And, I think. And, and, unless and you, you, you especially, unless you're, like, you're like, why are you doing this? <laughs> if you think this is going to, this is not I'm working. always questioning motives, people <laughs> every single day, all yeah. the time. And to <laughs> get my, kind of my fault the, and to, to get kind of nerdy about it. So there's, you know, there's the Aristotelian ethic and there's the Kantian ethic, right? And they're, they're in kind of contrast to each other. Mm-hmm. And we talk about like what makes an action intrinsically good. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is, is already addresses this, but uh, philosophers and these guys have tried to hash it out without the Bible. And they've essentially landed on a biblical premise mm-hmm. of, of morality. In the, and so <clears throat> I, I'm not a philosopher professionally. So if you are one, please give me grace in this. But essentially... Kant's view of an ethic is is that the motivation justifies whether it's good or bad. Mm. 
right? He obviously he took he went back and forth a while to right. get to that, and then I think Aristotle's view was more of a um, like consequentialism. I mm-hmm. think, and again, I'm, I'm kind of shooting from the hip here, but I haven't read on this stuff in a while. But the consequentialism view is that the end justifies the means. I mean, gotcha. like you got what you wanted, right? Who cares about how I got right. you there or right. how I did it? Right. Right. I got you food. That's good. That's kind. That's loving. <clears throat> well, right. Kant would say, well, no, you What's got her motivation? food because you wanted something from her. Right. That's totally selfish. Right. And so I think the the Bible does a great <laughs> does job Jesus of rooting it out this? Yeah, because the only way you this? can do something truly selflessly is when you look to the person of Christ, when yeah. he is the prize. Mm-hmm. When I say, I love my wife because I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to love you well because he has loved me so well. Mm-hmm. I am the, I'm totally selfish in the, in the fact that I'm re- the un, like, undeserving, unlimited recipient of grace mm-hmm. and love. And that is selfish. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's, that's where I am. I have right. to be there because right. I'm a sinner in need of grace right. and God has given it to me in the right. person work, in the person work of Christ. So I look to Him, and now I say I, I can extend that same love and say it's because I love Him. I want to love Him by loving my wife. Right. So I right. want to love Him by serving her, right. by being generous, like like you're talking about your friend, who she just had this epiphany of it's like just I just season. need to this give to Him yep. without expecting. Yeah, this is where we're at, and that is such a game changer in your right. marriage, especially. And it's such when it comes a beacon of light to other wives like me, listen, watching from the outside. You know. Trudging with her in terms of prayer and communication, but just watching God at work in her and seeing what that looks like in their family is just, it's Mm. awe-inspiring and it just brings more glory to God. And I think too, you know, we always talk about, what did you say? The root of sin is disordered love. Is that what? Yo, I didn't say that. I think it was. Not you, but you've said it before. It was, uh, who was that? I forget. Uh, You can think uh, of it. It's not our words. It's someone else's. St. Augustine. Yes. The, the. The root of sin, is that what it is? Basically the essence of like the root of all sin is disordered love, something to that effect. And so when we're loving each other well, like we're loving, that means we're loving kind of in the order that God's told us to love as far as like our first like disciples and looking, you know, make even in Philippians, like he's asking for us to, to, um, Thomas Aquinas. I think it was Thomas Aquinas. (laughs) So doing nothing from selfish cute. ambition or conceit, count others more significant than yourselves. And if we take that and then we take the great commission of loving our neighbors and, and telling people about Jesus, like we're, when you combine those and put those together, like that starts with each other, right? Mm-hmm. And it starts with our kids. And so then you get this order of love and then they start seeing that and that gets replicated. And I just think there's a lot of duplication that is going to happen and that can happen when we are not afraid to take the lead on like doing things like extending grace to each other. Not, and again, extending grace isn't, isn't a, it's not throwing it in their face. B it's not giving them permission or excusing what's happened. Um, it's very, it's a very different, um, heart orientation. Like you say, it's, it's extending this grace, but saying, okay, we need to work on this. How do we get out of this or how do let's repent to each other. Let's talk to each other. So I guess just kind of bringing those, those ideas together of doing nothing from selfish ambition and how that is a way of combating uh keeping score you know Mm, loving each other we can so how do we do this we can only do this right when jesus is god is at work in our hearts and and we are being refined and we are being sanctified well you just i i mean how do you actually get there um i mean i'm just thinking very tangibly okay i mean i am much more self selfish when I'm not in God's word, spending time 
like mm-hmm. before him, yeah, humbling myself to his word right. or okay, I'll rephrase that. Letting the Holy Spirit humble me <laughs> in light of his word. <laughs> there you go. I don't think I can even humble myself a, a bit, but God is very good at humbling me and right. I'm thankful for it. Um, praying, humbling yourselves yep. to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sharing uh, in, in your struggle with other people is a way of, right. like with your community um, and allowing, just taking that place of humility and saying, I'm struggling, I'm broken and I need support here and right. and how can i how can i better like love them and not the other thing i was thinking of too that was just way more tangible is just kind of self-care my friend who was talking you know who shared with me about her the the work that they're de- dealing with the work struggles um it's harder to clearly think and function and kind of be more at the top of your game when you're tired you know and just so she's like i'm trying to let him sleep in or get more quality sleep keeping the kids quieter or out and away and you know just trying to provide that space for self-care um to be able to really just that's just a functional way of loving each other you know yeah i think yeah, a, part, that a way to get through this, because it's inevitable that you're going to have moments in your marriage yeah. when you say, I am not, like, you're treating me in a way that's not what I deserve right. Right, as your spouse. Right. And I think it's okay to have that. It's the, the Where it goes wrong is when you start using that as a point of, like... Right. I'm like a self-righteousness and not just an observation. Right. But it's really hard to make that observation and not get emotionally entangled in it. Well, and also... So I think the key is is creating spaces to have those conversations, right? Yeah. I think for us, and we've talked about this in the past, but the thing that gets me most in knots is feeling like it's been a long time since we've been intimate and you have not thought of me. Mm -hmm. And that's... And I can get really like huffy puffy about it Mm -hmm. because then it's like really hard to to break the ice because Mm -hmm. like... I feel like you're just doing it to appease me mm-hmm. and you know, we're just making space for it and you're not, you're saying, I love you. I want to be with you. It's been, it's been whatever too long. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, th- but it's hard for me to not like morally hold that against you or at right. least feel like indignant in a way. Yeah. And the only way to like break that is to, is for me to focus on you right. and not focus on myself. Right. And well, think about how, why I love you and not how you haven't loved me. Right. That's good. No, because, and I think that takes some fierce tenacity because on the wife's end, I could just be like, well, fine, whatever, and just like throw oh, my man. hands up. But well, and then, obviously, and then, I've learned over like 15 years of marriage that never goes well. And so, well, and that's why, and to love you well is for me to say, <clears throat> I'm going to stick around. This is very uncomfortable. I don't like this. I don't think you're justified. You're not hearing me. I love you and I want to be with you. You're not hearing this right now, but I'm going to stick around until you do hear it kind of thing. And we're going to work through yeah. this together. Or, and I'm, and that's great, but there's a contrast too, where you're like, okay, you own it. You say, okay, you're right. I haven't done that in this, you know, I haven't been generous right, in this way. Right. And so let's, let's, let's like, let's make it right. Right. Help me make it right type right. of thing. And owning it is not easy to do. No, the look on your face. <laughs> when I said that, you were well, like, wait, I'm what? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't like owning things. You know this. Unless, no. unless it's horses and yep. <laughs> workout shoes or something. <laughs> I don't like owning And I don't want to go on too far of a sidebar, but that's yeah. why, you guys, that's why pornography is so insidious because, mm-hmm. like, as a guy, you know, that's not an option. You know, I know that that's not an option. Mm-hmm. So, like, if Selena and I don't have intimacy, like, that's a big, mm-hmm. that's like a dead end. Yeah. But so many times a guy will just say, you know, they'll say, what? You know what? Screw it. Yeah. Just whatever. You're not listening. I'm too mad at you. Yeah. I'm going to go, like, right. sneak off and, and yep. look at stuff and, and get my, you know, whatever that I need. Mm-hmm. And 
a wife will and a wife will almost become apathetic to that. And, and some and and I'm not I don't want to put words in wives' mouths, but I've known some couples where like the wife kind of knows that there's something up, but they just it's too big a can of worms to face. It's a bomb that you don't want to drop. Yeah. And you don't want it dropped around, around it. you. Yeah. And then that turns into weeks Which and months and years. Which is interesting because that's, being a, that's, not, that's not being a peacemaker. It's being a peacekeeper in peacekeeper, some ways. Peacekeeper, yes. Yep. And peacekeeping is not what we're called to. We're right. called to peacemaking. Yes. Which making is different that's than keeping. That's hard. It is. Yeah. So, so that's a bit of a sidebar. but No, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, so, you know, definitely loving someone that is very familiar to you i.e. your spouse, is not easy. It's not pretty, and it's often very messy, I feel like. You know, we we talk about gritty love on our blog and in our book um, about what it, just kind of the the grit that it takes to love someone sometimes and that tenacity to say, I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to stay in this this hard position, and I know I'm trusting and believing God is going to help me through this. Um, you know, but it means that we're, you're staying committed to that journey of learning to love each other, how Christ loves you. It means that sometimes, you know, leading, you're leading the way of extending grace instead of judgment. It all is intertwined Mm because this is why covenant is so important to talk about that because covenant, if we, a right view of covenant in light of God's character and Mm -hmm. his covenantal character reminds us that this marriage is so much more than just an agreement. Yeah. It's so much more than just getting through this day too. Right. Yeah. And it, and that gives us the safe space to say, I love you, but I don't like you right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's work through this so that our love yeah. can, can actually blossom into what it needs to be. Yep. And covenant gives you the security to do that, knowing that neither of you are going to leave um, and that you're going to stay and work through stuff. So right. um, anyway, stop keeping score. Quit skip quit skip it about bye. <laughs> quit keeping score. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking to you now. Oh, I thought you were talking to yourself. <laughs> Um, I'm just on <laughs> You're just it today. So snappy on it today. Yes, you are. So yeah. So not keeping score really boils down to just knowing how to love each other well because of Jesus. Yeah. It really is pressing into Jesus, reading the Word. You know, we always talk about reading the Word and the power of the Word. It's alive. Yeah, it is more powerful than anything else in this world. The and- Word. Yeah, so good. <laughs> uh, so that the verse, just to give you a reminder, mm-hmm. Philippians 2, verses 1 through 8. Mm-hmm. I definitely encourage you guys to print that out mm-hmm. um, and make it a part of your daily yeah. um, conversations and reading yeah. and yeah. just maybe put it up for the month of July or something and just talk about it every day or once a week. Just what is what is God teaching you through it? So the actually, actually, the couple's conversation challenge is to take some intentional time and ask yourselves, like on your own, ask answer these questions. Um, and then share your answers with each other. So take some time by yourself and ask, how am I keeping score? Mm. Like with my so that's spouse, the first question. This is yep. the first question. The second one is instead, how can I love my husband or wife, my spouse? Well, so what area am I keeping score in? That's and good. then what, how can I love them? Well, basically instead of keeping score. That's good. So actually, um, I want to mention this because I feel like it's a good it's a good resource for couples and yeah. it's the 31 day pursuit challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not aware of it, we've had thousands of couples go through this, yeah. these two books and what it is, it's a, his book and a, her book. It's wife in pursuit and husband in pursuit. And they are, it's 31 days yeah. of selfless love. And mm-hmm. we did it, um, as a community online yeah. a few yeah. months back Beginning this year. and I will say it's way more challenging <laughs> than I thought it was. And we wrote these books, it's but good, it was so good so because good. it, it, it's simple things from like writing notes to um, being 
more extravagant with right. your dates right. and being more intentional and being more creative. There's mm-hmm. also 50 creative date ideas in the end. Anyway, we'd love for you to check it out if you're interested and you're thinking, okay, how can I up, up our game? How can we up our game in terms mm-hmm. of how we love each other selflessly and um, yeah. with this gritty sort of love? Yeah. Um, the 31 Day Pursuit is, you can actually find it at 31daypursuit.com, 31daypursuit.com. You can also find it on our website, yeah. fiercemarriage.com. Summer is a good time anyway. to do that, I feel like. There's yeah. Lots of, it, yeah. There's a couple of like get outdoors and we're like, it's yeah. January. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not that we couldn't go outside, of course, but but the part that I love honestly is the fifty in creative date ideas, which yeah. actually I got the yeah. kayaking thing out of there. Or actually, anyway, I I thought I thought of it when I was thinking My about birthday those. plans. Yep, birthday plans. Birthday plans. So, um, and it's cheap. It's twenty bucks or something to rent yeah. a kayak for like four hours. So, well, and aren't there bonuses that go with the thirty-one day pursuit? Didn't you have some bonuses or nope? Am I making this no, up? No, there are not. Oh. But you can get it. You can get the couples bundle and you can get it for like I don't know. 15% off. I think nice. you save like 10 bucks or something. Awesome. Um, 31daypursuit.com. Uh, okay. So we have a question from a reader or listener and the listener was asking, and it's a bear with us because it's definitely a different, um, a different kind of question that will, but I think the answer applies, the to, answer applies to everybody. So, yeah. so Selena, why don't you read the, read the question? Okay. It says, Hey guys, I love your podcast. I listen to it every morning while I'm delivering newspapers, but I have a awesome. Qu- thank you. I have a question. <laughs> My husband is incarcerated. I'm wondering if you have a resource or a devotional that you recommend for us to be able to do together when we visit each other on the weekends. We're both adamant about keeping our marriage strong, but to be honest, there are some days that it's very difficult to be alone on the outside. Any ideas or recommendations would be appreciated. Um, this is from Diana in Colorado. Yeah, so that, you know, obviously <laughs> to have a husband or a spouse who's incarcerated may or may not be your situation, mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot of spouses, whether you're a first responder spouse mm-hmm. where you've got a, you know, somebody who does long shifts that are weird, right. weird hours, right. or you have somebody who's deployed, right. uh, you know, in the military. Right. And sometimes um, there's even people that have jobs in different areas. It's just kind of the way life's yeah, well, shaken I've, down. I've spoken to a number of couples where yeah. the husband or the wife will, um, the commute, yeah. like either be a, be a, a flight or yeah. a long drive yep. and they'll stay somewhere else for three or four nights right. and they come back on right. know, Friday for right. the weekend. So if that's the case, okay, the first, so, the first thing is you need to be studying God's word every day. Mm-hmm. So any sort of uh, resource we we're giving you is going to be a supplement to right. your devotional right. life, right? Christ is our first love. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking for something that can, can kind of get you on the same page and thinking about your marriage together mm-hmm. and along the same lines, uh, we do have a book. It's different from what's we, what we just described, but it's called two as one. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as a 30 day, uh, couples devotional. Each devotion is a page long, mm-hmm. super short. There's right. a scripture. It always will, will root you in the gospel, mm-hmm. but it, but it addresses the various kind of issues uh, that a married couple would want to address. Right. And there's also, it's called, um, it's called two is one. We call it an inst devotional because uh, it's, it's inspired by our Instagram feed right? and where we have a quote with an image and then we talk about like we do our, with an Instagram on our captions. Yep. And a verse so, versus to go with it and some discussion yeah, questions. Yeah. So I would say quick. do that together Yeah, and, and do that side by side. And then, uh, and, and then on the weekends when you see each other, like pick a day, each of you pick a day that really stuck out to you yeah. and talk about and just discuss it. Right. Because there's discussion questions. You also, there was another resource too that you wanted to mention. Um, is it 31 prayers for your... Yeah. So our friends, Jen and Aaron Smith, yes. they have these amazing uh, books and they're just marriage, it's 31 days of prayer, basically. Yep, they are in charge of marriage after God and she's unveiled wife and he's husband Re- revolution. Yeah. So they've, they're combining forces and are now marriage after God and they've 
both written separately, though, um, the 31 day. Yes, 31 prayers for my wife and 31 prayers for my husband, I think are the names of the books. Um, we, I've read, I've read the husband one. I think you read the wife one. Mm-hmm. They're really great. Really, um, just, really they're, well written. They're just amazing people. Anyway, those will be great for praying for each other while you're apart. Right. And right. then you can always come back and pray together Absolutely. when you're together. Absolutely. So, um, there are some resources out there and I hope you take advantage of them, yeah. um, because God knows they've helped us and, right. and Absolutely. other couples. So, yeah. So speaking of resources, if, if you, you have ha- any questions, <laughs> yeah, or if you had any more questions, this is a good time to jump on yeah. in there. If you have any more questions or anything, um, please, please, please submit them. We want to answer them. We want to hear from you. Um, you can call or text it in. Uh, 971-333-1120 is the phone number. Um, you can also go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast, and that allows you a place to ask questions as well. Which, nice. if you have enjoyed this podcast, please, please, this is our friendly reminder to subscribe and rate and share. Yeah. What, and write a review if you can. Liked. Yeah. Yep. And the reason is, you know this if you've listened to us for a while, <laughs> but people people read those reviews and they, 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 they weigh them. They do. And it helps, uh, make, it helps convince them to listen. And totally. our our goal is, if you're recommending anything that we do, our goal yeah. is to give to make you feel confident in mm-hmm. that. To the best of our ability, we will point people to Christ. We're not yeah. just going to give them pop cultural axioms and psych- pop psychology. Mm-mm, there's uh, enough of that out there. There's enough of that out there. I'm gladly not Dr. Phil, mm-hmm. and you're gladly not Oprah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as we let them do their thing. We're going to point people to Jesus. Yes. And so when you leave reviews and ratings and stuff, that I think uh, helps more people Absolutely. get the word out. Because God knows that... Uh, Talking about Jesus isn't really popular these days, but we're going to keep doing it. Head down, focused, do our thing. So, all right. Do we want to talk about anything next week? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I have a fun thing. Oh, you got your fun one, huh? It's summertime. So I'd love to talk about how to get away with each other in a way that's cost effective. This is, it's going to be a fun podcast next week. It's real lighthearted. There's not a lot of scripture on how to use like Airbnb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, we'll talk about a few, a few different tools that I use. I'm yeah. a travel connoisseur. I love to find cheap ways to get around, um, the world and around our state and yeah. things. Well, so. and finding like little nooks and crannies of places you may not always mm-hmm. see if you travel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, awesome. of course I can't speak to everybody's geographical location, but yeah. there are cool websites that will point, point yes. you to cool spots. So yes. we're going to talk about that and just give you some tools that we use. Awesome. So, Why don't you round us out yeah. and pray and... Yeah, you can say your other thing too. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, we thank you for these uh, the, the husbands and for the wives who are listening to this right now. And also for the singles. God, I pray mm-hmm. that you would um, just make your word so rich in their hearts. And I pray that um, your word and the gospel would transform their hearts. Lord, just as it's transformed ours and is continuing to transform ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pray for the couples that are struggling. I pray that you would uh, bolster their marriage, that you would um, give them new hope and new peace in light of the gospel and help them understand the ideas of love and covenant mm-hmm. and how to love each other um, in light of all that they've received in you. Jesus, I pray all these things um, by your grace for our good and for your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys. I believe this episode is... is I kind of, I botched it. Yeah. Round two. Ready, <laughs> this go. This episode is? In the can. Yes. All right. We've done that. This is episode 40, by the way. Woo! So we've done that 40 times and maybe once or twice extra somewhere around there. <laughs> In case we missed one. We, we did have some episodes that, that didn't record like we... well, so we deleted them <laughs> and that no one ever knew about. Good conversations that you and I had by ourselves. <laughs> it's okay. Into not... microphones. <laughs> 
All right, friends. We'll see you in a week. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.